Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Gruesome injuries, an ancestral diet, and finite issues with skates. These are the details that can consume a high-level hockey player. Welcome back to Frankly Speaking, presented by Betway. If you're going to place a bet, bet on Betway. Ontario only, 19 plus. Please play responsibly. Yes, it's been quite a journey for Jacob Chickren being drafted by the Coyotes in the first round in 2016. Chickren was the youngest player to make his debut in Arizona Coyotes history. Jacob Chickren, his first NHL goal. But his career has been stop and go after knee, hip, ankle, and wrist injuries, and with that, extensive rehab stints. He is incredibly passionate about diet and nutrition and has taken a bit of a different path. We'll hear more about that later. But after seven seasons in Arizona and a standing trade request, the Ottawa Senators came calling and traded for Jacob Chikrin last March. Holy Mackinac, Jacob Chikrin has been traded from the Arizona Coyotes to the Ottawa Senators. Unbelievable. This would be one of the best things to happen to Chikrin as he was going to be surrounded by family in Canada's capital. With his grandparents in the arena, Chikrin made a splash during his home debut against the Columbus Blue Jackets. Gambrell inside the line, sends it in front, just tapped wide by Goche. Back to the point. Branson swings it across. Chikrin with a shot. Scores! There's the first as a senator for Jake Chikrin. While in Stockholm for the NHL Global Series, I had the opportunity to sit down with Chikrin after practice for a very interesting chat about his injuries, elk and venison, playing in Ottawa, and so much more. Here's my conversation with the Senators' blue liner, Jacob Chicken. Of course. Jacob, you've had a couple days to explore Stockholm. You've been to Sweden once before, but what's this experience been like for you? It's been great. Um, other than the sleep, it's been, uh, it's been really fun. It's been a nice, nice opportunity to visit, uh, explore Stockholm a little bit. We've had a couple really nice dinners with the guys. Uh, Brandy and Forzy have been showing us around. And they know where to take you? They know the spots. Yeah, they, they, they didn't miss on the dinners. And, uh, yeah, it's been really good. It's been a nice visit for sure. And you have family here. You have some family friends from over in Europe that have come to see you as well. But you also have a close connection on the Minnesota Wild that will be kind of cool to, to go up against him. Yeah, um, Brandon Duhame. Yeah, I grew up playing with him in Florida, South Florida. Actually, one of our other best buddies that we grew up playing in South Florida with made the trip as well with his parents and sister. So, yeah, a lot of family here, a lot of friends. We have Danish family friends that we're really close with that are making the short trip over for the games. And um, it's just a great experience, I think, to, you know, I haven't been a part of any you know, overseas games or outdoor games in my career. So it's nice to kind of have this experience and just enjoy it and soak it in. Yeah. So you mentioned that a couple of your teammates know where to take you here to restaurants, but I know you're a big nutrition guy. Yeah. 
how do you how do you manage when you're on the road? Yeah, it's definitely harder. It's been it's been different. I think the pregame meals and breakfast at the hotel is easier because they you know we give them what we want, so it's nice to have the options there. But when we're going out, I mean. I don't beat myself up too much about it. I just try to enjoy and give me like a breakfast when you're on the road. Like a team breakfast, yeah. Or what, like what are you, if I'm going to eating? a restaurant, no oh, team breakfast. Yeah, team breakfast. I'm just eating. Uh, I eat a lot of eggs, eggs every morning. Um, plain Greek yogurt with berries, maybe a little honey or maple syrup. Um, so I eat lots of fruit. I'll occasionally have some sourdough bread. Sourdough is kind of the only bread I'll. The only carb I'll mostly eat. that you yeah. Eat? Well, in the mornings, okay. yeah. Unless I'm having some sort of a sweet potato in the morning, which is rare. But uh, yeah, because you know, usually pregame meal, I'll have the sweet potato or or white rice. But uh, yeah, that and fruit and honey are kind of my main source of carbs. And then uh, just lots of meat, like in the morning, lots of eggs, bacon. Um, try to get like beef sauce, all hundred percent beef sausages or. Um, whatever I can find and then, uh, avocado and, and some salt and that's really it. So what's the best way to describe your, is it carnivore They call heavy? it animal based. Okay. So you're really re- basing it around your proteins, which are all, you know, I try to source them from the highest of quality spots I can, whether it's local farms back home in Ottawa, what we've been doing. Um, for our eggs and you know we try to find grass-fed grass-finished beef um, which is harder in Canada I've come to find out and so yeah that's kind of the basis of your diet is your protein we love I love wild-caught fish Um, a lot of the farmed fish which is really the majority of what you find in stores these days is uh, fed a pretty poor diet and you know they pump it with antibiotics and coloring like the salmon they say when you get farmed salmon it's really gray and they feed it you know food dye right away you're looking for it yeah it's just it's just the nutrients that are in it are are of a much lesser degree than when you get you know wild caught or or even wild beef like you know i've been trying to find um you know i have friends who hunt and stuff and if you can get like a wild elk or um, something like that. The, the nutrients in there is just so much better than anything that's store bought. I've learned here in Sweden they're big on deer. They love yeah, venison's deer. great. Yeah, yeah venison. Do you have awesome. any of that here so far? Uh, we have not had any venison. Uh, we went to an unbelievable steakhouse, AG Steakhouse, which I really enjoyed. Um, really good food. Um, that would be right up your alley. Yeah, steakhouse. the steakhouses are. You can't miss, and there's exactly. one in every city. So. Yeah, for sure. How did you get so passionate about your your nutrition? I've always been big into health and wellness um, since a young age. I don't know why. I mean, I started working out at a young age, and I mean, man, I could talk for hours about kind of the trials and tribulations I've been through personally with just a whole bunch of uh, health and wellness and training and, and everything, and I've learned so much as I've gone along, and I really think, you know, what I'm doing now is, it's funny, I say the last like three or four years, I've changed things here and there. And every year I would say, man, I'm really doing the right thing for me. But so I feel like I sound like a broken record to my family and whatever. But now I I truly feel like what I did this summer with training and, and the way I was eating, it's, I'm really moving what I feel is like in a long-term direction for me. It's like, what's been the difference you think? Um, Can you feel a difference? 
Oh yeah, I can feel a big difference. Like the way I trained this summer was drastic from years past. I think years past I would uh, really just lift as much as I could and try to get try as get strong as, as, as I could because that's kind of been the you know what people preach is is just getting as strong and fast as possible. And I think you know in ways some guys might need that, and in ways you do need that, and that's really good. But I think I was doing that for so long. I was just kind of breaking things down a little bit. And then I had the surgeries and whatnot. And then you're rushing to kind of recover from Yeah, and you're rushing and you're coming back and you have compensations. And when you're lifting heavy with compensations, it's awful. You know, one thing leads to another and and it just kind of is a snowball effect. And that's kind of something I found was, you know, I'm thinking I'm doing all the right things and getting myself in the best position to recover and get back to playing as quickly as possible. But I think I was sort of sacrificing other things to do that. And so you actually got to skate more this summer, too, right? Oh, yeah. Which that was, was the awesome. big difference from before. Yeah, that I mean, instead of rehabbing, you're skating. It seriously seemed like I hadn't had a summer where I could just play hockey and skate you know, every day. And, uh, does that make a difference? Like gone oh, are the yeah. days of like, it, when I first started covering this league 15 years ago, guys would put their equipment away and they yeah. August, maybe yeah. August 1st is like when they'd finally start For to get sure. out there again. And that's, yeah, that's not really a thing. You just anymore. keep skating. Yeah. Tons. I mean, you take a little break at the end of the year for sure, but guys skate all throughout the summer now. And I think that's key. You know, you, you want to keep the feel of the game and, and I haven't had the opportunity to do that the last number of years. And and uh, so it is nice to kind of have that under my belt and be able to, you know, have a really good summer of skating and training and and feel really healthy going into the year. I think in the years past, even like towards the end of the summer, like, you know, lifting really heavy and doing everything I could. But, you know, you don't really feel like the body's in the best position even going into the year. And then for how long the year is it's hard to to maintain so i'm really happy with you know the summer i had and and it's a grind i mean i'm not going to say like i mean it's just every day for me i'm i'm constantly doing everything i can to you know stay in the best shape as possible and it, it is such a long year and you know my goal has always been to stay healthy and and obviously i haven't been able to do that so it's it's uh, something I take a lot of pride in, and I, I put in a lot of time, a lot of hours, and it's it's like a 24-7 thing for me. So, Not to say you got that reputation, but some guys, like no matter what you do, you can't, like bad luck, whatever it might be, yeah. you can't stay healthy. It's got to wear and on you a bit. A lot of mine, bit. I mean, I know people like to talk about my injuries, but, man, like the first one I had was, was training. It was doing hell sprints in the summer, and I stepped in a pothole, twisted my knee, had meniscus surgery. That was my first major surgery in the NHL. Came back from that, was playing some of my best hockey. It was my second year. It, that was the summer of my after my first season in the NHL, and then second year in the NHL. I come back from that first surgery, was playing some of my best hockey. We had like three games left in the year in Arizona. We were long gone out of the playoffs. And in Calgary, I got slew-footed uh, from behind. And guy just skated behind me and took my leg out from under me. My leg hyperextended, my ACL popped. So that was back-to-back summers, major knee surgeries. And then, uh, yeah, from there, it's just been like a snowball of of other things. My wrist was... Uh, that was a serious surgery too, right? Yeah, I, I tore a ligament in my wrist. And, 
Yeah, that was just like a simple, I was making a play up the wall and a guy just kind of skated in and finished his head on me and s- skated through my wrist and it hyperextended again. And No amount of training can help no, any of those all. things. No, not at all. I mean, that's kind of the way I feel. So they have been unfortunate, but it's never got me discouraged. You know, I always knew I was going to be able to, you know, overcome kind of everything and anything I was going to go through. And, and the unfortunate thing with the wrist was I, the rehab that I was doing, I think, compromised the surgery a bit. So it stretched it. And then I had to get it done again. Uh, and then I was having skate issues, really bad skate issues where my, one of my, my left skate was always misaligned. I remember the first time they sent me these new pair of skates, I was walking to the rink and my ankle was rolling. And I, I wore the same skates my whole life and I didn't think anything of it. Like I never had any equipment issues. And What's the solution for that? It's been an ongoing process. Uh, it's been a couple of years of unbelievable headaches, but uh, and everyone's trying to help you and find. Oh yeah, we've been working manufacturers non-stop. team. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's. I mean, it got to the point where I in Arizona, I had the team go and get me a pair off the shelf from a hockey store in Chicago. Go on down to yeah, pure they got hockey. Me a and- stock stock pair of skates of a different company, and I wore them in morning skate that day, and then wore them the rest of the season just because I was so sick of fiddling around to try to get them right I mean I was putting wedges in the holders like it's just like wow. ridiculous stuff and then you know you got to go out and try to defend Connor McDavid like it's just a That's recipe for something we never see or exactly really nobody really knows those little things and what happened was since I played two it was like two full years with this issue I developed a bone spur in my ankle and then at the end of that season, I got a high ankle sprain that lit up the bone spur. And so I was coming back from the high ankle sprain and feeling great. My ankle was feeling great, but I literally couldn't bend my ankle because the bone spur. So I had to go. And then it was, that was another surgery. I had to go in and get that shaved out. So it's like Sounds equipment fun. issues and unfortunate training, stepping in a pothole. And it's just things that you can't really plan for. But, hey, I mean, we're here and I, I feel better than ever and, I've gone through a lot, but, um, you know, I'm uh, keeping a positive outlook and I feel like I'm in one of the best places I've been in a while. So so you feel good. Where's your game at? I think, uh, I mean, I feel great. Like, I, I think my, my legs feel really good. Like, I was, I weighed like 235 a couple of seasons ago. Like, last season I got down to about 220. Now I'm at like 210 and. I feel like I could skate forever. Like I've been playing a lot of minutes this year and I feel great. Like I feel like a kid again, honestly, which is, which is awesome. Not that I'm that old, but But you've been through a lot as you just documented. No, for sure. But I feel really good. Um, and yeah, and it's been nice to have like a training camp with the guys because obviously you get traded and it's just a crazy whirlwind of events and, and kind of hectic to kind of join a new squad and, and jump right into things. And, and so uh, it's been a nice start here with the guys to just kind of get get going with them, and I think we're we're still trying to find our complete game as a as a team. And but you know we're working at it each day and taking steps in the right direction. So you're coming up on nine months since the trade off the ice. Kind of seems like a perfect fit. Your sister was already living in Ottawa. Your grandparents are there. What's it been like for you? It's been great. I mean, like you said, to have the family there has been really special. Um, my grandpa has been somebody that I've looked up to my whole life, and he's been, you know, one of my favorite people that 
is in my life and and I think uh to have the opportunity to play in front of him and and my sister and cousins and aunts and uncles every night is very special and he's 85 now does he get to 85 yeah yeah he get to a lot of games yeah he gets to pretty much all of them he uh he hurt his ankle about a year ago now and never really looked after it so I'm I'm making him uh, go in for some physio now, and uh, he's doing better. So that was kind of slowing him down a little bit, and he took a game off here or there just because he wanted to watch from home. But uh, I'm making sure he's doing his physio so he can uh, get to all of them. So Well, you're nice and close by. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just from a team perspective, it's obviously been a bumpy start. There's been some drama. There's been a suspension, a forfeiture of a draft pick. Your GM's been fired. It's all been in the first six weeks of the year. Where are you guys at right now? Yeah, it, it has been uh, it has been a pretty hectic start. I think for us as a group, we've just tried to do our best to to block it out, which is obviously tough. I mean, we we were kind of the talk of of uh, a lot of different topics there for a while, and so it's hard. I mean, it's hard. Uh, you know, obviously in the Canadian market and stuff. You know, there's always going to be those talks and whatnot, and I think. You know, for us, we were we're we're just doing our best to keep what's inside the room inside the room and and focus on us and focus on one day at a time and continuing to improve and and that's really all you can control. So at the end of the day, that's all you got to focus on and and that's what we're doing our best job of of doing right now. So Steve Steos, one of the first things he mentioned publicly was stability. We got to kind of quiet things down, calm things down. Have you noticed that? since he's been in charge he's been he's been incredible yeah he's been really really good for us um that was his message from day one and he preached that to us had a couple different meetings where you know he really wanted to make sure like you know they were going to do everything they could to handle that with the media and and just take the pressure off the guys and and allow us to focus on our jobs and what we have to do and you know he's really you know, walk the walk with things he's been saying he's going to do for us. And guys respect him a lot for that. And he's been uh, a very calming presence for our, for our organization. When you're staring at the standings and you're, you got a long way to go, it's a long season, but there were expectations coming into this year. You know, we, we can be a playoff team. We're going to be a playoff team. How do you manage that, you know, knowing the work that's ahead of you guys? Yeah, for sure. I mean, and that is something that we we believe in, I mean, to our core. You know, I think um, it's just a matter of executing each night. And in terms of managing, I mean, you know, we know it's going to have to come from within. You know, it's so early in the year. And obviously, you know, that's kind of things that, you know, make headlines when people talk about the expectations and whatnot. And we know it's going to be talked about. And for us, we just need to do our our parts and stand in the moment and, and not really getting caught up in it. And, and like I said, controlling what we can control. It's such a long season. There's going to be ups and downs and wasn't necessarily the start we wanted, but we have a lot of confidence in our group. Ups and downs or ups and downs just in your first game here in Sweden, up for nothing yeah. tied. Did you guys know at the end of it, that player of the game, I know Brady was excited after. Did you guys know that there was a player of the game award on the line and a, a Rolex no, up for No, grabs? we didn't. We did not. No, it was a nice little present there. And yeah, we had no idea. But uh, yeah, good on the PA for doing that for the guys. It's a nice touch. So 
the boys are going to be hungry for that watching game too. <laughs> Good on you for stopping by, Jacob Chicker, and I appreciate your time. Thanks for having me, Frank. Big thanks to Jacob Chickern for making himself available in Stockholm. I can talk about the little gritty details like nutrition and how much of a difference that makes for players all day long. To watch the full interview with Jacob Chickern, head on over to the Daily Faceoff YouTube channel. On Frankly Speaking, we leave you this week with Memory Box. Here's Peter Cat Recording Co. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.